Day 10, eliminate anxiety by understanding God and time. God was, God is, and God will always be. While atheists use the size of the universe to tell people that they're ins insignificant, our faith only grows stronger upon acknowledgement of the vastness of God's creation. While our material size is comparison to the universe in all inspiring and helps us rise above our problems, it is by understanding God's relationship to time that we can overcome anxiety about our future. Remember that God always was, he is now, and he will always be. When you trust the entity that exists beyond time, you don't have to worry about time. And it surprises. You will be fine. Just have confidence and faith in God. There are only two reasons why you would have less faith in someone's ability to fix your future. You think they lack the will or you think they lack the ability. Let's consider companies with a high turnover. When asked, employees say that they're leaving because they don't think that the company has job security. What does that mean? It simply means that they don't think that the employer is willing to take care of them. There are also resignations based on unpaid salaries. Employees don't leave because they don't get a month's salary. They leave because they believe that the company won't be able to pay salaries in the future as well. While the flawed system makes it okay to assume that employers and companies, what makes us dare think that way about God? God is willing to take care of you because he loves you. And is there even a question about God's ability to take care of you? The future is uncertain for you, but not for God. Remember, he will always be. He knows what lies ahead for you because he has the plan for you. So do not let the news media and the negative hype derail you from your path and God and his fruits. March on with the confidence that your steps are serving an unchanging plan with the best for you at the end and throughout the journey. I understand that this is easier said than done, so I've curated an exercise to help you. This realizes on your it relies on your recall and habit forming systems to create a framework which you can default to whenever something makes you uncertain about the future. Take out a pen and a piece of paper. Your notes app won't work for this. You what you must be more engaged. Start writing the uncertain situations you've survived. Have you survived the breakup? Have you gone through a period of unemployment? Did you get out of debt in the past? Write these things down. You have most likely written down that you got out of debt and that's fine. But now I want you to rewrite each one of them with things given credit to God. God helped me get out of debt. I was uncertain about getting fired, but God took care of me. After you do this, your brain will be in a state of associating the future with God's plan. Do this exercise today and also every time you're feeling anxious about the future. While I encourage doing this initially with a pen and a paper, at some point it will become a habit to have flashbacks of the times God has taken care of you whenever you're unsure about the future. That's where God was, God is, and God will always be becomes God has taken care of me, God takes care of me, and God will always take care of me. Day 11. All limits are placed by mortals. The mere existence of abundance is the solution of most problems. So why is it that humans suffer for lack of scarcity? It is because of our obsession with, limitless, with limitations that we can't enjoy or accept abundance. 
We are unable to make sense of things without placing limits around them. To perceive a plate, you must see where it ends. To know what kindness is, you must understand what it is not. This system is perception, and it's great for a material world and its reality, but it fails us when we deal with God. Unlike mortal forms, you cannot place limits around God. Even though it might help you perceive him, it will be an inaccurate image. Unfortunately, we have collectively subscribed to a limited image of God. A God defined by limitations of group belief isn't the true reflection of our creator. Jesus, remembered through the limits of mortal groupthink, isn't the true reflection of our Savior. It is time for you to rise above the limitations of group belief and invite abundance into your life. More importantly, it is time for you to connect to God on a personal level by shedding this layer of misunderstanding. Limiting God's love. We wouldn't naturally love those who have wronged us, and we surely wouldn't love those who disobey us on a regular basis. But that's how our love is different from the love of Jesus. Then why do we limit divine love the same way? Why do we insist on extending God's love to only those who believe in him the same way we do? Remember that love comes from acceptance. That's what makes it special. God's love, even those who haven't accepted him yet. Limiting communication to God. You can talk to me by dialing into a radio show. You can also email me. Wherever you think of getting in touch with me, you're going to think of a way to get in touch. And that's how we mortals communicate, through the limits of physics. But when we think of getting in touch with God, we don't have to assume similar limitations. That is the beauty of being in the army of the creator of heavens and earth. You can connect with him every moment of every day. Church has its esteemed place, but its role is not to be the limiter of your communication with God. In fact, by bringing connectivity to God to every aspect of your life, you will live a more Christian experience. Let the day be the day where you rise above the limitations of groupthink. Forget about whatever your community and surroundings have programmed you to believe in terms of limitations. When you connect to God, it is without limitations. So close your eyes and think about every way you have let groupthink limit your perception of God. Have you limited your ask from God? Have you assumed exclusion of God's love? Have you held back conversations about God in a specific company? Visualize a flood of limitless portions destroying all of those obstacles and feel connected to him now. And remember, all limits are placed by mortals. Day 12, why we talk differently about God. Think of the last time you hung out with your friends. Did you gossip about your other friends? Did you discuss the news? Whatever the content of the conversation was, I can almost guarantee that you didn't talk every, you could talk about every single topic with similar ease. Whenever a conversation about God comes up, it becomes a different type of conversation. Our demeanor and voices change. How willing others are to listen to us also changes. For many of us, how willing we are to talk about him changes. I look at the underlying reasons so that we can invite him into our lives, all of our lives. We disconnect God from material. We are spiritual beings, souls having a human experience. A lot of human experience depends on the material. This includes material wealth, material reality, and all of the problems associated with the two. 
We have jobs, friends, and drama stemming from those material conditions. But because we see God in a spiritual context, we try to place him in a box where he isn't a part of any conversation associated with material. Ironically, he's the creator of this material reality, which we aren't willing to share with him. Remember that in the absence of his word, nothing exists. So start easing him into your material life. And it is the only way to elevate this base reality and make all your material experiences spiritual. No wonder people feel guilty about making money. They exclude God from conversations about money. You can use the money for good. In fact, it is very hard not to use the money for good. Even when you use it for your business, you're serving his children and employing them. When you don't talk about God the same way that you do about money, you're held back by pursuing money. We prioritize people. The moment we edit ourselves based on people around us, the people become our prison. Generally, our prisons are comfortable enough that we don't feel confined. For example, if you have some conservative beliefs, but your friends are liberal, you may not feel oppressed when you cannot openly support a conversation point in their presence. But being a conservative is your whole identity. You'll feel imprisoned hanging around with those friends. As a result, we choose our friends based on what we can't help but talk about. If you love sports, you'll find people who love talking about it. As long as you can share that, you can let go of the things that you don't want to hear about. Many of us have made friends in the times where God wasn't such a huge part in our lives. Now that we invite him into our lives, we learn that our friends that we have aren't as open to these conversations. Let today be the day where you ask yourself, do I prioritize my friends enough to limit my conversations about the Lord? My humble suggestion is that you ease him into your conversation. Praise him when you talk about your next promotion. Credit him when you show kindness to a friend. You don't have to preach at them. Just stop censoring God.